John, please, the eighth chapter, turn there again if you're with us. How many were not with us last night? Let me see. You weren't here last night. Okay, a number of folks. Well, we began in this verse last night. I'll review just a little bit. But um, John 8, 31. John 8, 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, <clears throat> excuse me, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. If you continue, that means you don't just hear it, uh, as we say, let it go in one ear and out the other. You don't just forget it right after you've heard it, but you retain it. And you remember it tomorrow and the next day and the next. And you are a doer of it. You put it into practice. If you do that, then you'll not just be a believer. You'll be a disciple. You'll be a follower. One who is becoming like the master. Is that your desire? Yes. To become like him. To be transformed into his likeness and image. And the next verse, what did it say? And if you'd do that, what would happen? Verse 32. And if you're continuing in his word, what's the result? You're going to know and or experience the truth. And what's the result of that? The truth shall make you free. Anybody like being free? Who doesn't like being free? Oh, thank God, we've been called unto freedom, called unto liberty, not bondage. Oh, thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. And what is it, the 36th verse down here? What did it say? If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free... Indeed, one translation said, you'll be unquestionably free. <laughs> Whoever looks at you won't wonder if you're free or not. Do they look free to you? Oh, they're free. They are unquestionably free. They are free indeed. Now, let me ask you a question. How many would say, I am freer today than I was five years ago? Or 10 years ago. Would you say that I, I am freer today? Are you glad about that? Yes. Is it a different life yes. being free? Oh, yes it is. Why are you freer today than you were five years ago, 10 years ago? Why? Why? Isn't it right here? Yes. The truth came into your life and you embraced it and you received it and you became a doer of it and it has changed you. Well, are you walking in all the truth there is to know and walk in right now? Then what's the glorious reality? <laughs> Could you find out about more truth and, and receive more truth and, and be a doer of more truth? And what would that do to you? That would make you more free. That it, could you be as much, you know, freer as you are than five years ago? Could you be that much more free again yes. in the next year or two or whatever? Is that exciting? Yes. Yes, sir. 
There's a lot more bondage and chains and shackles and burdens on people than they'd like to admit. I'm talking about the people of God. You know, you because of living in the world, and everybody that doesn't know the Lord, well, they're just bound down. They're just full of grief and full of remorse and full of depression. And, and that is the normal, if you will, environment round about us. So you could be pretty bound up and not look too bound up compared to them. But that doesn't mean you're totally free. The child of God is not supposed to have down days, off days. Did you know it? The child of God is not supposed to spend two hours, much less a half a day or three days, being depressed or being defeated. We're more than conquerors. Are we? We're more than conquerors. The joy of the Lord. That's your strength. Well, if the joy of the Lord your strength, what would depression and heaviness be? That'd be your weakness. No such thing as being down and depressed and being strong in the Lord. No such thing. The joy of the Lord. Somebody said out loud. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Glory to God. I think I need to camp on that for just a minute. Go over to 2 Corinthians, please. Say it again while you turn over there. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 2 Corinthians 4 we're going to. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So the strong ones in the Lord, can you detect them? Can you tell them? The strong ones, the ones who are strong spiritually, the ones who are strong in spirit, they're strong in faith. Is there an indicator? How can you tell it? Joy. Joy. Let me say it like this. Undefeatable, unconquerable joy. No matter what comes against them. They still rejoice. They're overcomers. I lost somebody right there. Read this verse with me then. 2 Corinthians, the 4th chapter, and the 8th verse. Well, skip down to verse 13, and then we'll back up. Verse 13, he says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed... And therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Why would you say that? Because remember 1 John said, this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our faith. So the spirit of faith is the spirit of an overcomer is the spirit of a more than conqueror, is the spirit of victory. I got a little plaque about that big, sits on my desk, it's been there for 20 years. And it just says one word, always, with a big exclamation mark. Always. 
You know what that's from? Well, it's right here. Back up to the second chapter in, in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. You know what it says? Now thanks be unto God, which what? Always what? Always causes us to triumph. Triumph in Christ. That means win. Doesn't it? Win. Overcome. Triumph. Be victorious. Win. How many times? How many times? Well, you know, traditional thinking, even traditional religions say, well, you know, you win a few and you lose a few. And sometimes you're victorious and sometimes you're defeated, but you don't. No, no, that's not Bible. No, that's human reasoning. And human experience from people that left, gave up their joy and lost, you know, the victory. But no, it is written. Come on now, make up your mind which you're going to believe the most. Past experiences, confused preachers, or the Bible. What? What does the Bible say? Now thanks be unto God who always, always, always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus, what does that mean? That means I win this one. That's right. What about the next one? I win that one too. What about six months from now, something hits me that I never imagined I'd be dealing with? I win that one too because always is always. What about if five years from now I'm dealing with something I couldn't have even imagined? It just looks like there's no way. I win that one too because always is always is always. Always. Somebody help me out. Always. 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 Back when I was in... uh, was it junior high or high school? They're teaching us about literature. And they're teaching us on the writings of Edgar Allan Poe. And one of them was, Thus Quoth the Raven. Anybody remember that one? You got that one too? And what did the raven say? Nevermore. Nevermore. Now, Mr. Poe had demons in his house. Did you know that? He needed to get saved. And and this is what they select to teach us and teach our kids. It's ridiculous. But the raven is saying, nevermore. That's just like the devil. The devil will come and sit on your shoulder and go, not this time. Not this time. Not going to get, I mean, you can be, God can meet your needs and come through for you 10,000 times. And just as sure as another bill comes up, you know what the devil come and say? Not this time. It's not going to happen this time. Not this time. God can give you the victory thousands of times. He can heal your body over and over. But here's some other symptoms attack you. And what will the devil say? Not this time. Not this time. Oh, but there's another bird. There's the heavenly dove come down from heaven. He's got something else to say. And it's not nevermore and not this. You know what it is? Always. Always. He's going to meet my needs again this time. He's going to bring me through again this time. I'll be healed again this time. I'll overcome. I'll come out. 
But can you see the attitude of faith? This overcoming attitude is coupled with some joy. Yes. Can you see this? Joy. Joy. You're not going to be like this if you yield to depression. Yielding to depression and heaviness and darkness means you're listening to nevermore. Not this time. You can tell what people are listening to, what they're thinking on by looking at their face. Looking at their countenance, hearing the tone of their voice. No such thing as being in faith and being depressed about it. Did you hear me, friend? No such thing. No such thing as being in faith and being strong in the Lord and being cast down and being depressed and heavy. Because what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Say it out loud again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Say it again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Say it again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. So how would you know when you're getting stronger and stronger? Joy is coming up. More and more joy. How would you know that you're getting weak? The absence of joy. Heaviness. Back up in the chapter to the fourth chapter there, we were, we're going to read verse 8. He said we got the same spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. And you see a description and a picture of the spirit of faith, which is the spirit of victory, in verse 8, 8 and 9 particularly. Paul says, by the Spirit, we are troubled on every side. Did he have some problems? But listen to how he ends the statement. Yet, not distressed. Huh? That's not the way a lot of people talk. We're troubled. We got trouble on this side and trouble on this side. And we got trouble over here. And we got trouble over here. Oh, y'all pray. Oh, we need help. Y'all hold us up. That's common Christian mentality. But you know, we can pray and pray. And unless you're going to get in faith, you're going to go down in the trouble. It's not enough to pray. We got to pray in faith. And tell me about the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Yes. The joy of the Lord's our strength. What did he say? We got trouble on every side, but what is he going to say? Yet, yet, not distressed. No matter how much trouble you have, do you have to be distressed over it? No. If you walk in faith, like the Lord has provided for us to, and like he intends for us to, people will think something's wrong with you. <laughs> They'll see you, and you're not distressed. And they say, look at that poor thing. He's got so much trouble. He, he don't even know how much trouble he's got. Look at it. And it's not so. you got more sense than they do. you got faith. Right? Yes, sir. And you know that getting distressed is not going to help you one iota in coming out of these problems, but having faith in God will get you through every problem, right? Yes, 
Come on, let's do a little thinking. Whoever got a bill paid by worrying about it? Whoever got their child healed by being scared? And worrying and fretting. Worrying and fretting. Never paid a bill. Never fixed a problem. Never received a blessing. And never will. In fact the Lord commanded us not to. Didn't he say be careful for nothing? He didn't say try not to. You'll see some modern translations. That'll use this word in the New Testament. Try to do this. Try not to do that. That is absolutely wrong. The Lord never told you to try to do anything. Before he told you not to do something. Don't you think he knew if we could do it or not? So when he says be careful for nothing. When he says cast all your care on him. What does he expect you to do? Don't say, well, I'm trying, but I can't do it. Not so. Not so. Just do it. Do it. Cast the care of it over on him and rejoice for the victory that you do not yet see nor feel. Tell me if somebody's strong in faith, somebody's strong in the spirit. How can you tell it? How can you tell it? Joy. Joy. Joy is not just giddy happiness. Joy is not just something that you experience from getting something that you want or like. Joy is a spiritual force down inside your spirit. It is from God. It is of Him. He's the God of joy. You know, so many times people have this concept of God that is off and wrong. He, they picture in their mind somebody sitting on the throne, long white beard, old, old, really old. And the look on the face, stern and old. I want you to know God is not old. He's the Almighty. He has existed from eternity past, but He never ages. All things are upheld by the word of His power. And the Bible tells us that God joys and that God rejoices and that God even sings. How many would like to have a CD of God's favorites? Whoa, whoa. One of these days, you and I are going to be before the throne of glory. And we'll hear one of the angels say, God's about to sing. Oh, glory to God. How many think God can hit some notes? Oh, oh. He rejoices over us. He's a God of joy. He's a God of glory. He's a God of strength. And if the joy of the Lord is our strength, it's because it's His strength. And He gives it to us. He's not a weak God. He's not a depressed God. He's not a frustrated God. He's not an anxious God. He's not a scared God. How many believe Jesus has sat down at the right hand of majesty on high and he is in faith until all his enemies are made his footstool and he's not moved by anything he sees on this earth or anything he hears. 
How many believe he is rejoicing for the victory no matter what he sees or hears down here? And he'll have it too. You are a child of the Most High. You are created in his likeness and image and you and I are to operate the same way. What did he say? We got trouble on every side, but what? Yet not distressed. Do you have to get distressed if trouble is all round about you? You know, the devil practices what I call the pile-up technique. He does. He tries to wait till you're the weakest. And then he'll try to bring, he hears something, and then hears something else, and then hears something else. And you might be doing okay with that, but then hear boom, 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 three more things. And you're going, oh, what am I going to do with all that? And about time you look at that, boom, 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 three more things over here. He practices the pile-up technique. And being a person of faith doesn't assure that you'll never have any challenges or things to deal with. But being a person of faith means no matter how many, if it's 10, if it's 20, if it's 30 problems, you will not let them distress you. I know one day at the office, we... We had had several things going on, and people were asking me questions. What are we going to do about this? And what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? Then there were three more calls. Then there were calls from the East Coast. Then there were calls from the West Coast. And there were calls, how about this? Can you help me with this? And, and finally, I walked in early that afternoon and just sit down in the middle of the floor of my house, and I said, none of these things move me. They may be there, but do you have to let them get to you? Do you have to let them distress you? No, faith will cast the care of that over on the Lord. It'll refuse to be distressed about it. I don't care if you have to take a toothpick and prop up each corner of your mouth. (laughs) And say, glory to God, I have the victory by faith. None of these things move me. Everything is working out for God's glory and my good. How about you saying that right now? Everything is working out for God's glory and my good. Is that scripture? Didn't you say in Romans 8, he makes everything work together for the good, for those that love him, that are called according to his purpose. So no matter what's going on, we don't let it distress us. Well, if you live every day and every night not being distressed, how are you doing? Read the next part. We're perplexed. This is the spirit of faith he was talking about, which is the spirit of victory. We're perplexed, but not in despair. You know what perplexed is? When I see the word perplexed, I think about a cartoon And a character with a bubble over their head with just a big question mark. That's perplexed. You don't know. And there's a lot of stuff we don't know. But the enemy likes to use people's ignorance to get them into depression and despair. And you don't have to do that. Ever. I don't care how perplexed you are. He said we are perplexed, but. But what? Not in despair. Now, now get this. The devil will come and he say, why is this happening? Because he knows you don't know. And you go, I don't know. And why hasn't this happened already? Uh, 
I don't know. And what about this? What happened to them? Do you understand that? Uh, no. And what about this? And if you go down that road and you keep going down that road for a few days, he'll ask you, are you saved? And you go, uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, I'm telling you. And you'll be down, down, down. Listen. The enemy worked through uh, some of the religious leaders to question Jesus. And they wanted to try to pin him down and go, you know, by what authority do you do these things? He didn't play by their rules. He didn't. He said, I got a question for you. And they're like, no, no, no. No, you have to answer our question. And he said, uh-uh, I don't. You answer my question. And friend, you got to learn how to do this with the devil. And I'm telling you, you'll put him on the run. I saw this years ago. And the enemy was trying to bug me about some stuff. Well, what about this? And why didn't that happen? How come this did happen? How come this didn't happen? And what about this? And what about that? Perplexed. And the Lord had shown me, said, uh, the Spirit of God came up in me and prompted me, said, why don't you ask him a question? I thought, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I said, uh, I just said it out loud. I said, you concerned about me? I said, I don't have any troubles besides you. I'm saved. My name's in the Lamb's book of life. I'm saved. What about you? (laughs) See, these thoughts kept coming. What are you going to do? Do you know what's going on here? What are you going to do? Are you go- what about this? What are you going to do? Have you ever heard that before? What are you going to do? You, you got these bills coming up end of the month. What are you going to do? You got these symptoms in your body. What are you going to do? Sounds like that raven again. Nevermore. Not this time. What are you going to do? You don't have to wait till you see a being dressed in red with horns and a pitchfork to know that's the devil. When you hear this kind of stuff, that's the devil. That negative, that depressing, despairing, distressing, down, defeated, fearful, that's the devil. And you're supposed to be resisting that. Not yielding to it, not giving place to it. What are you going to do, he says. What are you going to do? That's when the Spirit of God said, why don't you ask him what he's going to do? And then I got sassy. I thought, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, the gospel's going all over the world. People are getting saved like popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. These are people coming out of your kingdom. What are you going to do? People are getting filled with the Holy Ghost. They're getting power to be a witness. They're learning about their authority in the name of Jesus. And they're hollering about, he's under my feet. He's under my feet. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I said, and I read in the back of the book. Yeah. That the time is short. And soon and very soon, a great big angel is going to come down and grab you. And put chains on you and throw you in the pit. What are you going to do? He was gone by then. He was gone. He don't want to hear that. (laughs) But isn't that better than me sitting around thinking, what am I going to do? Getting all despairing. Getting down. And can you see that I'm hollering and going, what are you going to do? Let me, I got some joy about me. 
I got some victory about me. Can you see this? The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. It is the spirit of the overcomer. Oh, the faith of God is a joyous thing. And it is unconquerable. Cannot be defeated. Cannot be overcome. Because it won't quit. Keep reading. He said we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. You know, watch about this stuff about nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody knows what I've gone through. (laughs) Friend, that is yielding to depression. It is yielding to unbelief. Don't let yourself go down that track. It's a lie. It's selfish. It's drawing attention to yourself. What do you want to tell us about it for? Nobody knows. What I've been through, the hurts I've experienced, the pain. No, nobody knows. That's a lie. How do you know what we've been through? You don't know 1% of the population of the planet. How do you know what anybody's been through? But see, that's what the, the devil wants to isolate you. Yes. Right, yeah. yes. And, and it's a form of pride. Yeah. You ever heard this? People say, well, I guess I'm just different than most people. <laughs> I guess I'm just, why are you so different? What makes you so different? What you're trying to say is, I'm special. I'm in a special category. I experience special trials that nobody... What I'm doing is so special and important that half of hell has been arrayed against me. (laughs) And you are kidding yourself too. But see, if the pride is there, you'll buy into it. And you'll yield to it. And the result is down, down, down. Listen to Jesus. One of the darkest moments of his life on the earth. Right before he's going to be mocked and spit on and scourged and crucified. He looked at the ones that were closest to him. And he said, all of you are going to leave me. He said, but. I'm not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Oh, do you see this right here? What did it say? What did it say? Persecuted, but what? But what? What does that mean? Didn't the Lord say, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Didn't he say, I will be with you always, even to the end of the world, to the end of the age? Don't you come up with this stuff. I'm so alone. I'm so alone. I live by myself. I eat by myself. I thought you said you were saved. Then you're not alone. Oh, come on. Somebody help me out now. 
Are you saved or not? Are you born again? Then you got the greater one inside you. He's with you 24-7. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You need to be more conscious of him, more aware of him. And even though you may be persecuted, you will never be alone. Never be forsaken. Somebody said out loud, he's with me. He's with me. He's with me. I'm never alone. I'm never forsaken. See, don't you buy into that. The Bible said there's no temptation, no trial, no test taking you, but such as is common to man. The Bible says the afflictions that you're experiencing, that your brethren are experiencing the same thing. So it's a lie that you're experiencing these special trials and tribulations and temptations. The truth is other folk have experienced worse than you and weren't such a baby about it. So quit it. Quit whining. Quit crying. Quit complaining. And let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Let it rise up in you. Even the Bible said, if my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. But I'll never be alone. I'll never be alone. I don't care if everybody leaves you and forsakes you. If your dog runs off to somebody else's house. You just stand up and shout and say, God will give me a better dog. Right? He'll give me better friends. Right? Because if you yield to depression and get down, you'll go down and there's no end. You can just be totally defeated. You can become suicidal. You can take your own life. You can destroy everything. And it's so sad. Yes, sir. You, you, you hear about people. You hear about teenagers. You hear about adults taking their own life. And it is so sad. Because, you know, those of you that were, you know, uh, teenagers and now you're not and, and you've been through some things and you've overcome some things, you realize. I remember my first broken heart. I remember my first disappointment. And, oh, it was huge. Oh, man, you think this is the end of the world. But now looking back, I realize all I needed was to have an ice cream and take a nap. And in a few days, I'd feel better. Are y'all with me now? (laughs) Come on, adults, am I right? I mean, some things that seem like the end of the world at the time, and looking back 30 years from then, you just think, what was I thinking, you know? But that's all you knew. But if you know the Lord... No matter if it looks like the end of the world, if you refuse to despair, if you refuse to be distressed, come on down. If you know that you'll never be forsaken and the Lord is with you and you know no matter how dark it is, no matter how bad the storm is, it can't last forever. And he always causes me to triumph. You'll dig in, you'll stand, you'll speak the word of God. Even though there are tears in your eyes, you'll speak it with joy. And you know that no matter what, when the dust clears, I'll be standing here with the blessing of God, with the answer of God. Come on, do you believe it? Say it again, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Read the last one here. He said persecuted. But not forsaken. What else did he say? Cast down. But what? Can you hear this unconquerable spirit of faith 
in these phrases. Let me read it all to you again. We're troubled on every side. Read that next part to me. What? 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 Yet not distressed. You can't distress me. There may be trouble everywhere, but you can't distress me. I'll still be smiling. I'll still be saying glory to God. That's the person that's going to win every time. What else? What else? Perplexed. But what? But not in despair. There's a whole lot of stuff I don't know. You could fill the ocean with books about what I don't know. But I'm not going to let it get me down. There's some things you ought not think about. And some things you ought to give to the Lord. What do you mean? Well, I prayed for my friend and they died. I prayed for this and it didn't work out. I agreed with this one and they lost their stuff anyhow. That's where a lot of people lose their faith. Hmm? Why didn't the Lord do that? Why didn't he come through for me? Friend, uh, here's something I heard a, a preacher say years ago, and it's helped me much through the years. We were reading some things in the Old Testament, and, and this individual was teaching about some of the judgments and some of the things that had happened and some of the things that we didn't clearly understand. And, and he just stopped and he said, you know, you may not understand why the Lord said this, why he did this, why he didn't do this, but let me give you a piece of advice. Always stay on God's side. Yes. Yes. Always stay on God's side. What does that mean? Trust him. No matter what you see or understand or don't see or understand, trust him. You say, well, why didn't he do that? You say, well, I don't know, but he had a good reason, I'm sure. I'm with him. I'm on his side. Yeah, but this, yeah, but that, uh-huh, whatever, I'm with him. Right? I'm with him. Because the enemy wants to get you off of his side and going, well, why didn't he do this? And he, if he really loved you, why he would have done this? And, and if the, he said he would do this, well, why didn't he do that? He wants to get you away from him, unhooked from him. And he's your life. He's your peace. He's your everything. And he wants you to get miffed at God. Upset with God. Angry with God. Did you know there's a lot of people angry with God? Upset with God? And it's really ignorant. I said it's really ignorant. Acting like you know something. We know so little about what happened and why it happened. I'm convinced so many people that are so, you know, got so many questions. Uh, when they die, when they get out of here, as soon as they get to heaven, for the first several weeks, they're going to be going, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, wow, really, oh, no wonder, oh, because <laughs> down here, we see so little. But how many know that God is faithful? No matter what you see or what it looks like or doesn't look like, he has never let anybody down. He's never failed to keep his word. He is faithful. Say it out loud. God is faithful. He is faithful. And I trust him. And I'm going to stay on his side. No matter what. No matter what. So even though you're perplexed and there's some stuff you don't know, 
You don't get down. You don't despair. You leave it with him. I said you leave it with him. And you trust him. Let me tell you something that will get you through some through the hardest places you'll ever have in life. Some of the hardest places in life are situations like this when you don't know. You don't understand why this is happening or why this is not happening. That's some of the toughest and hardest places. And friend, here's what you do. You look up even if it's through tears. You look and you say, Lord, I don't know why this is happening. Or I don't know why this has gone this far. I don't know why this hasn't happened. But I know this. You're good. You're good. And I trust you. You're faithful. I trust you. You know, that's what Job was saying. Many have misunderstood it and tried to make it say something else. But that's what he was saying is when he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He didn't understand what was going on. He wasn't aware of the devil. He didn't have a Bible like we have. And he didn't have the revelation. And thank God the Lord did show him some things. And he did repent and change some things himself. And the Bible said the Lord healed him and gave him twice as much as what he lost. But in the middle of it, the thing that kept him going is he said, I'm going to trust him. No matter what, I'm going to trust him. So so what if you die trusting him? Honey, you don't want to die any other way. You don't want to die any other way. Then you don't want to die doubting him, questioning him, accusing him. Right? And I assure you, if you did and something didn't work out the way it was supposed to, as soon as you get out of this body and you see him, you'll go, oh, okay, oh. (laughs) And it'll be clear and it'll be obvious. And how many know what will be obvious? The Bible said, yea, let God be true and every man a liar, that you may be justified when you are judged. Men judge God and accuse him of injustice. I, it irks me when I hear people talk ignorantly. Well, if God's a God of love, why did he let this happen? Why didn't he do that? I mean, that's blasphemous. Did you hear me? God is a good God. Do you know why there's so much pain and suffering on this planet? It's because man has a free will. And man has chosen to disobey God. And sin, and the wages of sin is death. It was never the will of God. The Garden of Eden was the will of God. Heaven is the will of God. All this stuff in the middle, that's man. Man and the work of the devil that man is yielded to. But aren't you glad God's going to fix it all? And soon and very soon, oh, there's going to be no more curse, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more dying. Isn't it going to be wonderful? So can you and I make it a few more days trusting the Lord, huh? Shouting the victory by faith, even when we don't understand, till we get out of here, by the spirit of faith, you can He said, trouble on every side. Tell me the response. You help me out. What if you got trouble on every side? Tell me. Tell me. What? Say it out loud. I'm not distressed. Say it again. I'm not distressed. What if you're perplexed and there's all kind of stuff you don't know? Help me out. I'm not in despair. There's some stuff I don't know, but I'm not down over it. I just keep smiling. They say, do you know about that? You go, no. 
but I'm happy. What about this? Do you know? No. But God knows, and I know him. What about this? I don't know. And don't play the devil's game by his rules. We've already talked about it. Turn the tables on him. He wants to ask you questions. Say, no, let me ask you a question. What else? What do you say? Persecuted, but what? Say it out loud. I am never forsaken. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And what else? Cast down, but what? One translation said knocked down, but not knocked out. (laughs) Cast down means thrown down. Hurled down, but what? But not destroyed. We're describing. And we're getting the spirit of faith. You know, some things are better uh, experienced than described. I'm teaching about it, but the effort is not so you can make a few notes. The effort is for you to get a hold of the spirit of faith. The unconquerable, undefeatable spirit of faith, which is the spirit of victory. Is it in you? Is it in you? Are you an overcomer? Cast down, knocked down, thrown down. But what? But what? But what? Not destroyed. I used to do some sport fighting years ago. And I get the picture in my mind when I read this, knocked down, but not knocked out. I can see myself, you know, maybe with a bigger opponent. And I'm entangled in the ropes. I'm down on the mat. I got an arm and a leg in the ropes. And I'm getting pummeled. And my face is bloody. And my nose is bloody. But I look through the blood and I go, I'm winning. I'm winning. Somebody say, I'm winning. I'm winning. You cannot defeat a man like that. You can't defeat a woman like that. How many know if you're trusting God and you're saying, I'm winning, he will do whatever it takes to bring you out of that and to cause you to triumph again and again and again and always. Somebody say, always. Always. No, we're not going to commit suicide. No, we're not going to quit. We're going to have an ice cream and take a nap. And get up and shout. And say, we are coming through. Even when you don't have a clue how. How? The money will come. We'll pay every bill. We'll pay off every debt without a clue as to how it might happen. We'll be healed even if the best medical science said there's no way you can come out. You say, we'll be healed, we'll be whole, we'll live long, and we'll live strong. And we'll serve God, and with long life, he'll satisfy me and show me his salvation. I don't have to know how. I just believe. Just expect. The Lord's going to work it out. He's going to bring us through. He's going to show us what to do. When it's all said and done, we will have triumphed again and again and again. Somebody say again. Again. Always. Always. Glory to God. I want you to stand on your feet right now. And just lift up your hands and give thanks to God for the victory over whatever's been bothering you, whatever's been harassing you. 
Just lift up your hands and affirm that you're not going to be depressed over it. You're not going to be sad over it. You're not going to be scared over it. You're not going to be worried over it. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you for victory. We thank you for causing us to win. We thank you for making us overcomers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 We'll not yield to that. We proclaim victory. We proclaim triumph. Thank you, Lord. 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 Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Listen for just a moment. Let's do this some more. Put up on the screen 1 Corinthians 15.57. 1 Corinthians 15.57, if you would. We just read 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Did you notice he started off by saying thanks? Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Say it out loud. Thanks and triumph. Are they connected? 1 Corinthians 15, 57. What does that say? But thanks be to God who giveth us. Now that's present tense continuing. Thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of people have learned to thank God for what he gave them. And that's good. But this includes more. This is thanking God for what he's giving you and what he shall give you. Faith thanks God for what it does not yet see. For what it does not yet feel. Oh, come on. Can you see that? And one of the greatest ways to act your faith is to simply say, thank you, Lord, for that, when you don't see any way it could happen. And when there's no evidence that it is going to happen, and for you to say, ah, Lord, I thank you for doing it, that is faith. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible tells us in everything, give thanks. Didn't it say that? Give thanks. I mean, it's one of the most wonderful, one of the most powerful things you can do day or night when the conversation lulls and you don't know what to say. It's always appropriate. Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord, for everything you did for us. But, Lord, I'm thanking you for what you're doing for me today. And I'm thanking you for what you will do for me in the weeks to come and the rest of this year. We ought to thank God for a wonderful year. We ought to thank God that ere this year has come and gone, he will have brought us up, paid off our stuff, delivered us, healed us, promoted us, prospered us, protected us, 
Everybody lift up your hands. Say thank you, Lord. 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 Come on, really thank him. Thank him for a while. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You're so good to me. So good to mine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness, your kindness. Oh, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I 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 thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking care of every need. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for directing us. Thank you for leading us and guiding us exactly the way we should go. Thank you for keeping us in the palm of your hand. Keeping us by your great power from harm and evil and loss and damage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you're always with us. Thank you. 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 Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. Close your eyes and listen for just a moment. The Bible said we didn't choose him. He chose us. Before we knew him, he loved us and gave himself for us. We know him. We've heard such wonderful messages. We've heard so much word and so much truth. Many of us have the privilege of serving in the ministry in some capacity. He could have used any of millions of others. Instead of us. Somebody say thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. How many times the enemy. Had set traps for us. To destroy us. How many times our life could have been snuffed out before now. We don't even know. How much we've been spared from. We don't even know. How many times. He kept us and spared us. Somebody say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as if this was not enough, he's building us a mansion in glory right now. (laughs) He has a place at the table for us. Oh, glory to God. He has already planned that we rule and reign with him in his eternal kingdom throughout eternity, throughout glory. Somebody say thank you. Somebody say thank you. Say thank you, Lord. Come on, lift up your hands. Thank him again. Thank you, Lord. You have been so good, exceeding abundantly above what we've asked or thought. Thank you. 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 Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just keep your eyes closed a moment longer. One of the worst things that could happen to us is to become unthankful. To act like things are owed to us. Act like we're entitled. To be upset because they should have done this for me or why didn't God do that or this should have happened for me or that should have belonged to me or they should have used me, not them. And Friend, that kind of thinking can cut you off from the grace of God because we're not enjoying any good thing because we earned it or merited it or deserve it. It's only by the grace of God that we enjoy what we enjoy. And if it was a gift, we ought not to feel like we are entitled to it, like we, it belonged to us. We should have had it. We should be thankful. Thankful. Because he didn't have to do it. But he did. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, somebody say thank you. Say it again. Thank you. Thank you for every gift. Every good gift. Everything we enjoy. Every blessing. Every benefit. Every opportunity. Say thank you. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.